Ed Book Review Podcast, the podcast where we read sex ed books before you, tell you all about them. You can decide if it's right for you and those that you care about. Content warning, there will be discussions of sexuality, sexual health, and bodies. Hello. Hi. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both kind of decided that we needed to not do things for a minute. Yeah. 2020 started hot. Yeah. Little, little, yeah. little rocky. Um, a, little, a little warm. <laughs> and we're here. Yeah. 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 We sure are. <laughs> What's good. Are you playing Wordle? I'm not. I don't touch Wordle. Uh, I, uh, this is a segue from, uh, well, one, it's a, one is like a brag that I got the wordle today. And my first guest, first time that happened to me is very excited. Um, I didn't cheat, but I like people post their stuff on Twitter and I'm on Pacific time. So people have posted all their results mm-hmm. and I could see that people were like not getting it right. And then, so based on that, without like knowing what the word was, I could assume the like type of word that it might be. Anyway, there's a segue here that's related to what we're here to talk about, which is sex education, that there is a version called Loodle, where you are only allowed to use like dirty words. So like body parts, like penis, but like they all have to be dirty words or like slang words. Uh So that's a fun I could do that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. That's a segue into a totally different thing of a book (laughs) that I want to review eventually. Like the idea that we call like body parts, dirty words, right? Like there's right. Some power in that. Oh goodness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I read a really, I feel like we've talked about this a bit, but a really fascinating history um, of curse words Mm -hmm. talking about like how they evolved over time and that you know, a lot of that obviously is words about bodies or sex that like once there started to be such a thing as privacy and people weren't, you know, just like mating in the planes in front of each other, that like those started to be words that we didn't talk about anymore. And anyway, it was really interesting. It's not really a sex ed book. I don't know if it's appropriate for this form, but it's not not related. I was just gonna say it's not at. Oh my gosh. All right. So are we talking about mating in the planes today? Is that the book that we have? <laughs> Yeah, surprise. I bought this word about cursing. This book about cursing. No. Uh, but it is a it is a it is a basic body book uh with the goal of normalizing uh body part talk. Okay. So, is this part yeah. of your is this part of your uh library kind of grab bag quest? Yes. No, oh, when I went to the public library, no. This is a book. This was actually like one of the first sex education books that I uh ever bought I think okay when I started working in this space um so I'll introduce it and I'll tell you why it's one of the first books that I ever bought um All right. what is this so, book what is this book so the book is called boys girls and body science a first book about facts of life um it's a cute cover I've got my background blurred on Zoom. It just looks like it's been blurred out. It's just, <laughs> it's just censored. <laughs> yeah, censored. It shouldn't be. Um, it's Okay, the cover is not censored. It's a delightful, like, uh, peachy yellow color. Um, there's a, a person teaching. Um, obviously, this is kind of like a, an older um, 
person that's like wearing a cute little cardigan and they're holding a a book up for a group of like young children. And it's got uh, what appears to be like a fetus in utero as the picture and the kids are all looking like real excited about it. Okay. Um, And the author is Meg Hickling. And so that's why I want, this was one of the first books that I ever bought because Meg is kind of like a really big name in sex education in the province where I live in British Columbia. Oh, hi, I'm Landa. Oh my I'm gosh. We didn't even... <laughs> I'm a sex educator that lives in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, and this is my book. Barb, do you want to share who you are and where you're coming from? I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm Barb. <laughs> it's been, a, oh, okay. Hang on. So first of all, I'm Barb. Um, I use she, her pronouns and I am a behavior analyst and a uh, sex educator in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, where I had to record, um, I had to record a, a training basically. And it took me eight tries to get it right. It was two hours worth of content. It took me eight tries today. So that's where I'm coming from. (laughs) (laughs) So much. We've lost our identities. Anyway, we're here. People We're have been t- listening for a bit. They know our voices, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. So, so, yeah. so far, what I've learned is I'm supposed to be wearing a cardigan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good sex educators wear cardigans and gray wool pants. Yes. All right. Perfect. But, and Meg Harkling, Meg, oh my gosh, Meg Hickling is yes. one of the people that I need to pay attention to. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So she, she was like a, a real kind of like pioneering force in, in bringing sex education, um, uh, sort of like to the masses, definitely pushing to have accessible uh, sex education in schools in British Columbia. Um, and a lot of her work informed the curriculum and content. And, she, you know, she was sort of, you know, uh, somebody who the folks that did the sexual health educator certification program that I completed here that's based in Vancouver, uh, like a lot of Meg's work informed that okay. program. So, Um, so a lot of like how I talk about sex ed and, or what I do when I teach sex ed, um, is kind of, you know, comes from Meg Hickling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously like things have added and changed and and things like that over time. So, um, for instance, this book is from 2002. So we're talking like 20 years old. Stop it. It is exactly 20 years. (laughs) I was like 2002. It's that's new. It's no, not. It's not. Oh goodness! Yeah. Okay. So the book content is written by Meg, and the illustrations are by Kim LaFave. Um, and um, I don't know any of his other work, but the drawings in this book are delightful. Okay. Um, yep. It's definitely like a, you can get it on major booksellers. I feel like probably in the States, you're not going to come across this in libraries in British Columbia. You might come across it in some libraries, other parts of Canada, less likely, but yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. It's uh, I think that the, the cardigan and wool pant wearing person on the front mm-hmm. is intended to be Meg, right? She's sort of the teacher. She's modeling these, you know, um, how to be a good teacher of these concepts for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, the book isn't really like divided into like chapters or sections. It's like pretty skinny little kind of like children, classic kind of children's book. Uh, yeah. Each count is, I don't know, 30 maybe at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's kind of uh, intro of like a classroom kind of mindset. Um, she introduces this concept of being a body scientist. I don't know how common that is outside of like my spheres, but like in British Columbia for sure. And when I teach, so like today I taught like a, a class about puberty to sixth graders. And even yeah. in there, I use the term like body scientists, like we're going to be body scientists. So we're going to use like scientific names for body parts. You know, so someone says boobs, I'm like, yes, you're right. Boobs are a body part. Those start appearing in puberty for people. But what's the scientific name? Because we're going to try to be like body scientists. So we use that uh, language a lot here, but I don't know. Is that something you've heard before? It's not. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And it's what where I'm kind of going immediately is it's it's moving from this place of, oh, this is this, you know, whatever, um, private thing, silly thing, shameful thing, all of that to we're approaching this as we would with anything else. I had a a, a meeting with a young adult uh, a couple of days ago where talking about just kind of like the reaction that this person was getting about the word vulva. And I said, okay, like try the word belly button. How does that one feel? That's okay. It's like, okay. You know? So I think just kind of that piece of like, we're talking about stuff and doing it in a way that's yes. Okay. I like this. I'm going to, I might even like try that. Like, what if we sort of displace your reality for a minute and function as if we are like, scientists yeah yeah I often use the example especially for like parents of young kids and like um people will I've heard people do this thing where like if kids come home and they're really interested in like lungs or the heart they'll be like oh they're gonna be a cardiologist they're gonna be a Uh, pulmonologist pulmonary pulmonologist pulmonologist doctor of some kind (laughs) but then people come home and they say like penis or vulva where there's not the same level of excitement like oh they're going to be a urologist oh they're going to be a gynecologist like there's not the same level of like but it's like the same like it's all parts of bodies right yeah and so kids are interested in bodies because they're body scientists and that that's sort of like this book is geared to those like early grades, like K to three. And I know there's sex educators, you know, in the province where I live that like their curriculum for the age group is literally called like the body scientist. I um, like and a lot it. of that comes, comes from Meg and people that have like been informed like by her work. So, um, sure. but yeah, so the book is set up as if like Meg's going into the classroom, she's going to teach these kids who's like, parents are also sitting in the background of like some of the first pictures, which I think is nice. And that like, this isn't just like a teacher shouldn't come into your class one time and teach the lesson. It needs to be like a teacher comes in and then like these lessons are supported at home, school and community in some other more meaningful way. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. So, and then there's some, a lot of it focuses on private body parts. There's some consent stuff mixed in. There is some discussion of like what sex is, um, conception, how that happens, fetal development and birth. So it's sort of those like basic and that's still, this book is 20 years old, but it's still in line with like in my province, those are the, um, I don't know what like common core or something. I don't know. I'm not sure what the state equivalent is, but every grade in BC has like learning outcomes. So in a certain grade, you need to achieve these things. So those are the goals for kids to move from one grade to another. And for kindergarten to grade three, those are the goals to understand private and public body parts, um, to have an understanding of like the basics of sex and conception and how like fetuses develop and what birth is, is like Mm -hmm. in the provincial 
curriculum. Yeah. And I mean, for what it's worth, it, yeah, in the, <laughs> in the United States, no, there, I mean, not something that's adopted by the government at all because state to state, it's so right. different. Yeah. Where there are states where there are no standards, there are states where there are standards and you must include consent. There are states where you must include abstinence. You may or may not be affirming of all of your learners. It's, it's so variable. And there, I mean, there are resources like um, the National Sexuality Education Standards. Um, there's one more that's escaping my mind that comes uh, from Advocates for Youth. And I, it, it's just not in my brain right now. <laughs> I can okay, dig for it, but varies, yeah. 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 And yeah. Then, like similar across provinces in Canada, although I, to the best of my knowledge, it's like across the board, more progressive than on yeah. the whole across the United States. But anyway, yeah. so that's, that's, that's the structure of the book. It, it's like I said, like a classic kind of children's style um, with text and then some, some basic, really simple drawings, uh, like for, for kids in kind of K to three, an adult would need to read it. Like the text is like, you know, fairly, um, uh, detailed and like the reading level would be high. Like a kid couldn't read this on their own. Right. It's not sort of like penis, vulva. it's like talking about private parts sometimes makes us feel embarrassed. Meg said, that's why I want to teach you to, to how to think like scientists. Um, and so it, um, it's not kindergarten level, not reading. kindergarten, yeah. like they couldn't read on their own, but no, you know, no kindergarten could. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the vibe of the yeah. book. Tell me your, your favorites. What do you really like about it? Um, well, like I said, I, I think I, I love that it features a sex educator. Like, I don't really know if there's another book that like features a sex educator as like a character in the book. It's often parents taking that responsibility, which I think is fantastic, needed, awesome. But like sex educators are part of the picture of sex education often. And this book is the only one that I've seen. Um, there's tons mm-hmm. of books out there that I haven't seen, but, um, yeah, I, I like that it features a sex educator cause I yeah. am one. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I like that, like, it's pretty honest in terms of, um, it really talks about and acknowledges, I guess, how like kids in this age group are going to respond when adults start to have this conversation with them, which, mm-hmm. which is this like, oh, yeah, you're like, ew, weird, gross, or like, and some, you know, that's some kids and some other kids are like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me more, right? Like, they're just interested in it from like a scientist's point yeah. of view. And she uses that language. So she says, like, scientists don't say yuck when they discover something they say interesting yeah yeah yeah. and I think that when kids start to feel like um have that discomfort when a parent starts or anybody starts to have that conversation with them they show some discomfort and then parents are like oh they're not ready or like now I feel uncomfortable and so that then the conversation ends so it's a nice way to just sort of say like this is how they're probably going to respond and then what you could say is you need to remember to be a scientist. A scientist doesn't say, yeah, because they say interesting and they try to find out more. Yeah. And it's an interesting way to be able to maybe at this early age kind of, yeah, chip away at that, that learned, you know, shame and, you know, sex is gross stuff that. Yeah. The is, like dirt, the dirty that we were talking about. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So if we're able to say like, Hey, you know what? It's bodies. Bodies are real cool. Right. I feel like I say that to a lot of people a lot. 
Mm. Like bodies are so cool. Like it does this thing, like, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tell I me about some, some of, of, yeah, some of these interesting body parts. What are the interesting things? Um, I mean, they definitely, like she definitely uses in there um, uh, like some slang terms, which I think is kind of cool. Like she asks, you know, and it's like in the book, like ask kids, like, what are these? And the kid says balls. And then she reframes it as like, yeah, but a science word is testicles. So like that's something I that love I've done that. Yeah. Like so many times. Yeah. So not saying, well, that's, a, that's the wrong word. Just saying like, that is a word people use. And also here's this other thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, I mean, for 2002, you know, I, I've definitely got more books that are newer, but like she labels the clitoris, which is, you know, something that more and what? more have, but in yeah. 2002 was, was probably less common. Until in 2002 for smaller children. That's yes, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I love her. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that, and again, I say this a lot, I think, because again, Meg's work informed the training that I got um, mm-hmm. through my like schooling to be a sex educator is um, considering or discussing the mouth as a private body part. So like no one can go like in or on your mouth without your permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like is a way without telling kids that like mouths are something that, that people can you use to have sex with, um, without being explicit about that. But I think it's also the reason why I think I've talked about this before that like, it's important that kids know what sex is when they're younger is a safety thing, right? Yes. Because if we just talk about like a penis and a vagina, because that's how babies are made and that's all that kids think of as sex, then if something outside of the, those two things happens to them, um, that would be not okay yep. and would be assault um, and abuse, it, like is sex and is something that somebody needs to say something about. So, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's another thing that I'm thinking that has less to do with sex education and more about consent in a general sense. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the, the, there are some other things that are sort of unique about your mouth compared to your hand or your armpit or something that like things can go into your mouth and then it enters your body in a way right. that is, that has inherently more, uh, there, there's more risk associated with things going into your mouth than yeah. things going, you know, into, yeah, I don't know why I'm, I'm, obsessing about armpits today, I guess, but you know, it's again, teaching it as a, and we've talked before about private parts, um, bathing suit parts, middle parts. Um, and I, I like that we're kind of like broadening the umbrella because yeah, this is is a good conversation. Yeah. And the clitoris. And the, and the clitoris. Yeah. And like, and talking about that, there are three holes for people with a vulva, the urethra, the, the vaginal opening and the anus. And like talking about um, like the urethra and pee comes out and anus and stool comes out and being very like um, purposeful about mentioning like all, like all of the different body part functions that can happen in that area. Um, <laughs> They're all things that happen question if you had to guess that the the uh, like the percentage of adults that you interact with how many if you if we were to go out we could probably look this up someone probably did this um but if you want you ask like tell me about these these body parts for someone who has of you'd have to say vagina because people don't know what a vulva is mm-hmm. um but uh 
how many people would know that there are three holes do you think oh <laughs> not a lot and and a lot a lot of them would be people that don't have a vulva but then also a high number of them i think would also be people with a vulva i, I think that's, so too yeah 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 i think that's a pretty common thing and i'll try to like add that in puberty lessons that i do just in case if i wasn't like the person because i i very rarely have the privilege of teaching somebody from kindergarten all the way till like the end mm-hmm. of high school um but if they didn't get that information, then people, especially when people start menstruating, then they like are start thinking like, well, how do I know if I'm pee? Like, can I, can I have my period and pee at the same time? And they start to have those questions or yeah. can I use tampons? Can, can I pee when I'm using a tampon? And like those kinds of questions. So you can kind of see that people didn't get the information that they're, those yeah. things are coming from different places. Yes. Cool. Meg's got, Meg's got you. I say, I feel like this is, this is a really, really, really awesome thing to have available. Yeah. So I I do like it. There's, there's shifting into things we would add. I was, Um, I was going to ask, there's one thing that as soon as you described the book, we got to the title and I went, Hey, yeah. 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 So it definitely does the, the gender binary, um, and the assigned sex binary of like, uh, boys and girls, not a mention of intersex as a possibility within, uh, even when we're focusing on just like the body part level. Sure. Um, We got a, we got a clitoris. We did get a clitoris. Yes. But closer. Yeah. Getting closer, getting, getting closer. And then even like within the book, there is sort of like, now, now we'll do girls body science. And then they start to talk about vulvas. So it is like that part definitely for me dates it as a book from 2002. That's not inclusive of most, uh, um, of like learners that we might be, um, Mm -hmm. teaching, uh, well then too, but, but today in particular. So I would definitely like, I have used this book like uh, to teach mostly the, mostly again, like the pictures for the work that, that I do, but, um, I've, I've definitely like changed some of the language. So like, this is the bot, like, let's look at the, like the body parts of a person with a penis. And we're, mm-hmm. then we're talking about the, it's a great opening to talk about the penis by labeling the body as having right. a penis, a penis. And it's not, this is not challenging. This is, this is not really uh, this vocabulary shift is not difficult to do. Agreed. And I'm going to say, and I think that we're a little bit different where most of the people I support, um, are older, oftentimes are adults. Doesn't skip a beat. I, I don't think I've had, I have not had anybody actually, the more I think about the person, like the person who's like the, 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 the person that I'm actually meeting with to mm. be providing this information, no problems. Caregivers sometimes. And like, yeah. why are you making it complicated? I'm like, why are you making it complicated? Because this was no problem. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's definitely that. I mean, I think um, it, like, like most books written, it could, it could stand to do an update. Um, I actually like, don't know. Um, I don't like, Meg, I don't think is, is teaching anymore at all. Yeah. Um, but, um, or, or I don't know if perhaps there's a plan to like update the book, but, um, it's definitely, um, I think that, yeah, we could, we could update some parts of it as well. And then also talking about there's the sections about birth. And so some of that language can just be shifted to like the birth parent, the birthing parent or the 
the parent who's pregnant or, yeah. uh, you know, as opposed to like the mom and, you know, does this or does that. Um, yeah. So I think that that's good. Um, like overall there's, um, there's like a, a variety of uh, like races represented uh, in the class. Um, but when it goes into like highlighting the, the actual bodies, most of those are, are white, which is, I think was an interesting choice. Like the other kids, mm. there's kids in the class that appear to have a variety like of, you know, racial or ethnic backgrounds. Um, but then the pictures that are focused in on for the bodies are white, which is like a pretty, like there was that popular diagram that went around the internet kind of like late 2021, early 2022 With of a, a the black, fetus. black fetus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will. Is, yeah. I'll yeah, share. I'll make sure we share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, those choices are obviously like bigger than the, have been made in a way that's bigger than this book, but this book also made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, or didn't reflect on making a different choice, uh, maybe, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have a bit of, uh, maybe a biased lens again, cause like her, this book and her work is like a pretty big influence on like how sex education is taught and delivered in, you know, where I am in British Columbia and Canada. So, I mean, I think overall, it's pretty great. I like some of the things that it talks about. It introduces, you know, concepts of like birth and has like, like not a graphic, but like a, well, <laughs> it's the picture of the birth. The only, I like the picture. Um, <laughs> you won't be able to maybe see it. I'll just try to hold oh. up. But like the parent is like giving birth and there's like a picture of, you know, the, the fetus, like, you know, partially emerging from the, from the vaginal kind of, canal, but the person sort of like, looks like they're just like peacefully resting. I was just going like, to say, I think we could be more honest about like this peaceful <laughs> resting face is not generally the face of a parent who is currently yeah. in active labor, you know? Uh, and I wonder though, I wonder about, you know, was that a deliberate choice? Yeah. As somebody who has actively labored, um, it probably look would look a little alarming, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I know that um, one of Roby Harris's books, not "It's Perfectly Normal," which we've talked about, but um, it's it's not the uh, stork. It's it's so amazing. Okay, like, hold on. Yes, like literally sitting right beside me. I feel I use this book today. Um, I feel like the birthing pictures in here are a little bit more realistic to like what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the parent is like sweating. Someone's blotting their head. Um, they've got a grimace look on their face. The children, when they're born, look absolutely horrified, which I think is accurate because like when babies first like come earthside, like they usually to me look like what or why yep. am I here? That's, that's yes. Which I mean, I think that's how I would be also there's like in, in their anyways, defense well I'll have to add it so amazing to um my list because the, there's like blood depicted and stuff in like the birth yeah. pictures in, in that book that's it that's age seven and up so it's like you know the, the next phase so I do think that it is like this is meant to be the basics and not but I just it struck me yeah. as an adult reader to be like that's not what that's like <laughs> it's not yeah it's just not it's okay uh <laughs> um so we kind of talked about some of the diversity stuff I feel like we've talked about kind of like the the accessibility with regard with regard to readability Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah I mean 
there's like some um, different abilities shown. Show. So like a couple of the students in the class are uh, like uh, have are in wheelchairs, glasses, um, a variety of sizes of bodies, different clothing is depicted. Yeah, which is all, good. yeah, mm -hmm. which is all really great. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, cultural diversity, I think again, yeah, is, is like, is pretty decent again, the other than what I've, what I've highlighted. Sure. Um, it definitely uses the clear language for what we're talking about. It doesn't sort of like mince words about like body parts and, and things like that, other than like, which I think is a helpful framing, which like using the slang and then talking about, you know, mm -hmm. how you might want to change that. I mean, so. and to me, that is like part of educating It's saying, you know, Hey, you might've heard this. And it's yeah. also this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think, really smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that like what I've used the most for it is like some of the pictures in the book. I've, I've used it, got some yeah. nice like kind of zoom out, zoom in, like uh, cross sections of bodies to be like, this is what it looks like inside. Um, a picture of two people sort of like par partially clothed, obviously intending to uh, communicate that they're having sex. Um, I find for me when I'm working with, or like lots of people, it's like we, people think like, oh, you have a baby by laying together naked. And, you know, if you're not clear about like what is actually happening in that, uh, in that instance, but I think for this age group, again, it, it we don't have to get into like the mechanics of sex in the, the, the ins right? and outs, so to speak. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's just yes. like these two, two bodies have to come together. Each of these bodies has these, these parts within them, an egg and sperm. And when those come together, a baby and this is you know that's basically for that age group what they need yeah. to know so um I, again i think this is a good first book and then we kind of supplement as, as kids get older to give them more information but um yeah i like again well even like you said that i think one of the highlights of the book for me as an educator and it can be i think helpful for parents to read is just seeing how meg frames those discussions yeah um, yeah i think the like the, the best part of the book for me yeah, I feel like we yeah kind of talked a lot about is this a book that we would use with um, neurodivergent learners? And you kind of talked about like how you do that, um, and teachers too. Then read this, mm -hmm. learn how to do this because this educator is showing you how to educate. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. You can just like use some of the the um, the like the language and the framing is super helpful for teachers. I think. Even That's, if you're choosing not to share the book in its entirety with a class. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, just I keep coming back to this piece of, you know, just being able to uh, share more gender diversity. I'm like, I'm trying to think if there's a, a book that would really lay on top of this in a way that would mm -hmm. be, I mean, I what, think we, what makes a baby by Corey Silverberg. Yep. We, we haven't talked about that one yet, but we definitely could not. Yeah. Um, I think for, in terms of that, those bits is like a, is a good, um, like more inclusive discussion about um, the two people coming together and talks about other ways that babies can be born or can be born, can be created and born. Yes. Um, right. Like talking about cesareans, all of those things, like there's multiple ways that kids come into this world. Yeah. Well, and here's a question. When you, when you're using this book, um, if you are covering some of the content, you would recommend then just reframing the words. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so we don't even need to necessarily supplement with another, um, another publication, although you can, it's supplement with your 
understanding and awareness of how humans are. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think most, I mean, maybe like most teachers, I know when I'm reading books, even like not even sex ed books to kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just kind of like add something and you drop something and you kind of recover, yes. so it's easy, you know, a, a glance through to kind of like practice, but it's sort of, it's easy to change and it's not permeated throughout the book. Like, you know, it's not everywhere, but you know, you can just change how you're framing some of those things. Like, Oh, let's talk about the next kind of body. This is the body of people that have a vulva and throw yeah. the vulva body. Um, yeah. Um, I decided that I was going to look real quick and see if I can, if there is something local to me where I can get this and you know what, this is one that's probably going to be an Amazon for me. And sometimes yeah. that's, sometimes that's what we have. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I shout out to my local book, um, seller in Vancouver called Odin books. They're like an educational book specialty store. And that's where I got this book and I, they carry her stuff. I think you can buy online. I don't know about their shipping to the States, but. Um, I, there are a couple of things I've had to have shipped from Canada and it's usually not ridiculous. Um, I'm it's looking ridiculous for us the other way. Oh, that's cause <laughs> we're ridiculous. Oh no, Funny I can't get it online. Yeah. Oh, we tried. We tried. tried. All right. It's a great little book if you can find it. Yeah. This sounds delightful. Um, You can, again, I I feel like we, we talk a lot about trying to, you know, find places to be getting, getting your books. That's not Amazon. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, Um, actually um, it looks like you can actually purchase directly from Harbor Publishing. Oh, okay. So nice. that's what we'll share. I mean, yeah, give your publishers some love too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Delightful. Are you ready for me to kind of walk yeah, us then, out of here? Yeah, I think that's it. I, you know, I love Meg, respect her work. And uh, I think the book's a, a nice little intro with some things I would change. So good. That's my thing. I realize the thing I say before, I'm going to say the the last piece here. So. That's the cue for everybody. <laughs> All right. Bye, Landa. Bye. <laughs> Sex Ed Book Review is a I don't edit that. I'm not editing it. That was so keep great. That's, mm-hmm. that's real life. Take two and action. Sex Ed Book Review is a collaboration between Landa Fox and Barb Gross. And the views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be a substitute for professional or clinical advice. Find us on Instagram at Sex Ed Book Review and at www.sexedbookreview.com.